should write a book, Fry. People need to know about the can eat more. I'm getting this book on UFOs. Did you know they're real? But there's a huge comic conspiracy to cover it up. Oh, that's just a paranoid fantasy. I want to be a book. You can pick me up, flip through my pages, make sure nobody drew wieners in me. Oh, and welcome to the Not Your Grandmother's Book Club Podcast, where we read them so you don't have to. Because here at Holly Concrete, when we pay for an ad, we make sure we get our fucking money's worth. <laughs> you really, uh, <laughs> you, really <laughs> you really, like, have stuck to, you've been thinking about that impression for the last, like, <laughs> week, right? My name is Kevin, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Benedict, who now has a beautiful driveway inside his New York apartment, and you mm. can, too. With Holly Concrete. Benedict, what's your favorite cooking vessel? Dutch oven. Really? You're a big Dutch oven yeah. guy. Big big Dutch oven doing guy. Doing a lot of cook. braising, doing a lot yeah. of uh, uh, boiling, a lot of frying. Sure. Dutch oven is the best thing for frying, Re- for deep really frying. Really just in. multi-purpose. It's, uh, multi-purpose. it's also because it, I, like, it's the highest quality kitchen equipment I have because I have a lacrosette. Uh-huh. So uh, it's just like it's a good cast iron pot that mm-hmm. can, you can put in the oven, but also use on the stove top. So it's just like, I you know I I was talking about this the other day, um in my I, in my high school. So like we did like a I can't remember what it was, but it was like a food studies class of some form. It was like so an like in the U.S. And, what we would call like home ec, kind of, but it was like specifically for food, and it was okay. an elective. So like you didn't have to do it, but just A at seventeen. Our like bold biology teacher just came in and went, <laughs> right now, look, if you're cooking, what do you need? Like the one thing you need when you're going off to university <laughs> is you only need one pan and it's a wok, which is not wrong. It's not but, wrong. It's a very versatile like, pan. No, it's true. It's like, I've never been able to not think about that whenever, whenever I've been like, See, whenever I... anyone's like, what pan do you need? I'm like, give me the wok. And I don't even mean it most of the time. But it's sometimes I'm just cooking in a wok for you no You gotta reason. love a wok. I bought you a wok for, I don't know, was it your birthday last year or Christmas, something? Christmas a couple I forget. years ago, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, I wish we had like a home ec type. I, I, we didn't have that in my high school. We didn't have any of that like you go and you do cooking or anything or anything like that. I wish we had had it, but we didn't. And I was, we, But we did have auto shop and woodworking at my high school that's great i was also talking about this the other day i made a robot when i was 10 what? i couldn't do that now yeah we had to make like a robot that uh like it, there was like a little barrel with a sensor on like a, a brick or something and we had to make like a big fucking wooden robot like a, <laughs> a, a, a thing made of wood like covered in like plastic or whatever mm-hmm. but it had to be like mechanical and like it had you had to program it to like take the thing or take the little barrel off the brick and it like made a noise whenever you did it so and we had like an internal school competition so i made a fucking school not not just me but like me and a team of like three other people we made a scorpion robot that had two <laughs> ways of taking the barrel off it could either do it with its claw and reverse or and this is what we did in the final when we got to the final the pièce de résistance <laughs> it had a magnet on its tail that would come down and sting the barrel and take it off what that's insane Wow. You heard it here, people. Me and Benedict both went to fancy high schools. (laughs) (laughs) 
We've never yeah. denied it. No. Uh, cool. You, uh, anyway, that's you're gonna, it. Uh, gonna ask uh, in response. You're gonna ask no. a question to me about no. my favorite. What's words? What's your what like Pantene shade do you think your face is? <laughs> Depends on which part. If you pick the gray parts of my beard or the non-gray parts of my beard. It depends. It really depends. Because you're quite red in the face from the laughter right now. So I, I, am, with like a... I am. I'm looking at the little version of me in the corner of the video. I'm like, wow, how did I get so red from that? It's like the, about the color of my Scarlet Solo. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I mean, you can tell me what your favorite part is anyway, but that's Mine, fine. Mine, Benedict, uh, is one that has not yet actually even been delivered to my home. Gotcha, that's what, yeah, yeah. It is, you knew why I asked that question I didn't, I'd forgotten, but yes, I now I, I think, did I talk about it on the show? Did I talk did, about yeah, my yeah, cast yeah, iron? Did. Yeah, I, I finally bit the bullet and went ahead and bought a new cast iron pan. Uh, very expensive cast iron yep. pan. But the idea is, right, you only ever need to buy one your entire life. It's uh, basically impossible to destroy. So I'm very happy. I'm very excited for it to arrive. Um, and uh, moral of the story, I probably paid too much for it is all that matters there. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Benedict, uh, you probably know what it is that we do here on this program. Uh, some folks, folks who never built a robot in school... might not know what it is we do. And then I would say is the show where we go deep, 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 deep to plumb the depths of right-wing thought by reviewing a chapter from work of conservative literature and in between taking a look at other examples of the right, doing their best to make America hate again. Start us off, Benedict. Do you have a hot take for us this week? Yeah. um, I'm trying to think how to phrase it. Mm. I trying to think how to come up with one off the top. No, of your head. I'm. I'm just. I want to say. I. I'm just. I'm trying to say that. Like I'm bereft <laughs> about <laughs> something very stupid, and I'm just trying to think of it. And like, uh, so okay. The manager of my fa- the coach of my favorite soccer team mm-hmm. oh, is leaving. No, no. It's one of those you things. You can you say don't... which team you're a fan of. Sure. Nobody... So okay. Yeah. Liverpool. Liverpool's coach is leaving. <laughs> We're not uh, going to lose half our listeners because no, you're a Liverpool Well, we fan. might. You never know. <laughs> uh, Liverpool's coach is leaving. And it is the saddest I've been about anything <laughs> in a while. <laughs> and it's really stupid and dumb. But it's like, it, like I've seen people on social media being like, dad just left. <laughs> Which is, I mean, he does, he's like a father figure to, to me, to the players. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's does dumb. Does he I don't have care. big daddy vibes? Is that Not like daddy vibes, but like, he's just like, I, like, I just want him to be proud of me. Like, I would like <laughs> him to know that I exist and I would like him to be proud of me. And that's, that's just how I feel. And I, I, I can't explain it. Um, you, but just, you just want this man who you've never met. Never met. In your life. No, to be proud once. of you. Yes. I would love him to a know who I am and b be proud of me. Um, and I don't think he ever will be, and that makes me sad. <laughs> do you need us to start a write-in campaign? No, to I get do, him I to don't. say that he's proud of you. Uh, Is that what no, we need to make happen? I I don't want that to happen at all. Um, I would. Uh, <laughs> I just. I. It's weird. What the broader thing is like. It's weird. What makes you sad? Right. Mm-hmm. Like I. There are lots of sad things in the world. I'm sad quite a lot of the time. Like there are a lot of bad things happening, but like just the way that like really hit me out of nowhere and made me <laughs> sad is really weird, and I can't explain it. Um, I will agree with you that it is strange. I can agree with you on that front. 
that my thing is strange or that it's weird that what makes you sad? No, it's uh, it's, it's strange all around. It's strange okay. all around. <laughs> Both, yeah, yeah. That you formed a parasocial relationship with a soccer coach. Yep. Uh, weird that you want his approval for some reason. Yep. It's all weird. It's all just weird. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, what's yours? Let's judge your fucking feelings. Mine, Benedict. <laughs> Is that I think I could survive a slow zombie apocalypse, but not mm. a fast zombie apocalypse. I think that's a fairly common opinion. Yeah. I feel yeah. I, like it's slow zombies. You can get away. I am faster. At, I am faster than a slow zombie. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I've seen you walk up the stairs to my old apartment. I'm not sure <laughs> that that's true, to be honest. <laughs> Look, just As long it- as there's no hills involved, you can get right the fuck away. I've watched enough of The Walking Dead to be like, you guys are just fucking up. You're just fucking up all this stuff. Come on. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not the running bed, is it? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> down. Anyways. Ben, yeah, so I think, yeah, Walking Dead, fine. Train to Busan, not fine. No, like, absolutely not. No. Very not fine. Very, uh, or no, 28 days fucked. later. We're all fucked if it's Train to Busan. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a bad place. <laughs> there are so many great apocalyptic stories that we don't generally get to see out here in in the west because you know most people don't want to watch a, a uh, subtitle people have seen movie. to busan surely yeah sure i think it has a decent dub i think i think it does yeah maybe uh, yeah i i hate dubs though I mean, i'm a, du- I'm a dub guy i'm a, I'm a dub guy that's subtitles. what's gonna lose us the audience not yeah, you and liverpool it. it's well it's I'm okay one guy. one of us is subtitles and one of us is dubs <laughs> so just hate the other one and we're grand <laughs> absolutely anyways better moving on this week to housekeeping Remember to rate, interview us on the iTunes. Follow us on the social medias at NYGBCPod on Twitter and Blue Sky. And for Ben, at NYGBCBen on Twitter and at BenYGBC on Blue Sky. You see how clunky that is when I have to read I them do. off separately? I'm sorry. You see how Just you tell them up? not to follow me on Twitter. You don't need to tell them. <laughs> Twitter's got worse, you know. It's got like... so much worse. Are but you like... flooded with that fucking Mr. Beast? video constantly no i honestly I i'm not even looking at it anymore really it's um but because i just get so many fucking spam account follows yep. like half my half the accounts following me are spam now and it's just it, like it's boring every day so, every single day i get a spam account either messaging or replying to something be like, check my check out this cryptocurrency i'm doing blah, blah yep. bullshit like that so yeah i'm i like blue sky i think it's actually pretty fantastic we talked about that we texted mm-hmm. about it i think it's great there's yep. so much less bullshit on it. and There's the, just less people, which leads to less bullshit. You know I what? That might be the key. That might be the key. We need to keep social media from growing above a certain point. That might be what we need to do. Uh, <laughs> it should just be like a WhatsApp group with 300 people in it. <laughs> like people I think are cool. That might be the key. <laughs> Anyways, Benedict, uh, updates. Just one update this week, and that is that we have a new patron-only bonus episode for the month of January 2024, year of our Tom Holland. Uh, coming out in the next few days, uh, we have to sit down and record it still, but it will be coming out as soon as it is done, and we're going to be doing another of uh, Michael Knowles' book club, which we have really enjoyed so far. It's been mm-hmm. a whole lot of fun. This time, we are doing Frankenstein by Mary Shelley, and I forget who was the person, who was the guest who um, was on I that. forget. It'll be a surprise. There we go. It'll Patreon be a surprise when you go and pull it up and take a look. Uh, who's the special guest? Honestly, I think it was somebody who was like, who the fuck is that? Yep, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it'll still be good. Who knows? I love how little, like, star power they have for these. Like, they're just oh. like, ah, some guy. <laughs> like, so uh, people who are, are listening to the episode know that today is a Prager Roulette day and know that, uh, maybe they know based off the title, that we're doing entirely Prager videos this time around. 
but yeah, I was doing this thing where when I was getting ready for the episode today where I was looking through and I was just, you know, normally I go straight to the five minute videos. That's a good section for us because the, the videos are the right length. We can usually get through or mostly through one. It's not a big deal. But I'm looking through all the names of the people here who are doing these and it's, I, I don't know who any of these fuckers are. I couldn't tell you who the fuck this person is. And then I Google them and I'm like, oh, I remember. There's someone who had a minor Twitter controversy way back that got them a whole bunch of new right-wing followers. That's that's why they're on PragerU. It's the outrage cycle. That's what it always is. But I did just look it up, who the Frankenstein person is. And it is Gina Bontempo. That is who is doing Frankenstein with Michael Knowles. I don't know who that is, but hopefully it's fun. We'll find <laughs> out when we record the episode. <laughs> Anyways, Benedict, moving along this week, we have one new inductee into the spooky world, New World Order, bleh. And that is, of course, Will Granger on Twitter, at Astro Spanner. Will Granger, you are now part of our... New World Spooky World Order, bro. I saw you look like you were going to go to do it. And then no, I was waiting for you to play. play. You, yeah. The new soundboard I had has a slight delay. There's a slight delay on the new soundboard. Okay, board. well you got to fucking press the button before I, you finish I'm, talking. Then. I got to work out a rhythm, man. I got to work out a rhythm. But if you'd like to join the Spooky World New World Order, bleh, of course you can tweet or post about the show on social media, recommending it to others, and send me a screenshot or tag us in it. Leave us a five star review wherever you can, and drop me a screenshot. And let me know. Make a donation to a worthwhile charity. Become a patron or. Just get my attention with something good. And with all that out of the way, Benedict, it's time to get to today's episode where we have, as I said, a version of Prager Roulette queued up for us. It's been a while. I mean, Christmas episode was the last last video episode we did. Yeah, it's been a little bit. You know, part of it is I just had a really busy week this last week. I always make uh, excuses when I do Prager Roulette, even though I know some people like, people the like them. Episodes. I know, but yeah, it, it feels like it, it's less handcrafted than the episodes I normally. You know, I like to have an artisanal Look, episode. Sometimes I like a handcrafted meal. Sometimes <laughs> I like McDonald's. This is one of those days. That's it's fine. It's a McDonald's day. Exactly. It's a McDonald's it's, day. Sit down and eat your McDonald's, kids. <laughs> eat the fucking burger. <laughs> that's exactly what's going on but so i realized yeah we hadn't done uh prager roulette in a little while uh and also we hadn't done very much when we do prager roulettes i tend to brief you know move out a little bit and bring it's a in broad other videos. brief right we're like ah prager adjacent youtube yeah, like, i'm usually whatever. like okay there's one prager video in there so i can call it a prager roulette that's generally my benchmark for what i do yeah, yeah. but this time i was like you know what we haven't done a bunch of Prager stuff in a while. And Dennis Prager is, if I had to say, one of our nemeses. He's mm. not in like the main, he's not like in, in our main coterie of villains. No, but he's like the fucking Penguin, right? Like he's there. <laughs> no, Penguin is definitely in the main coterie of Batman's villains. I would say Fine. he is more like the Batrock the Leaper to go back <laughs> over to Marvel. Okay. He is the Batrock the Leaper <laughs> of our villains. That's um, lost on me, which is presumably very lost, the point. Very yeah. lost. When he, that's, he was, okay, Batrock was in one of the MCU movies and everyone was like, really? His whole <laughs> this thing, guy? his whole thing is that he has like leg things that let him jump real high. That's his whole thing. Okay, and they so turned he's him just into, like Spring Hill Jack. Yeah, they turned <laughs> him into something entirely different for the MCU movies, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. But I figured we would do a little bit of a deeper dive into some PragerU stuff. Uh, and also, that brings me to, there are some updates on the PragerU front that I did want to share a little bit, which is that PragerU has some new content coming out. And I don't know if this is something that we will end up covering or not. But if you go to their website right now, they have a big, at the top, big thing for this new thing they have coming soon, The Hustle. 
It's a show which they describe as, quote, PragerU's new show, The Hustle, is about to light an entrepreneurial spirit in the next generation. Hosted by Aldo Budazoni, The Hustle will showcase young business creators across America who are turning their passion into profit. And the, like, the, the stinger video they have up for it is just, like, this Aldo guy, who's probably, I don't know, 23-ish, maybe, talking to some guy who sells sneakers on the internet. Oh, cool. Some, some young kid who sells sneakers. That's fine, I guess. Yeah, I, good for them. Fine, cool. It doesn't but feel like you need to travel across America to find this guy. No, it doesn't quite seem <laughs> you like do it, it does Do it on a Zoom call. It's fine, like. But also, another thing I want to do for the coming future is I want to breach out, right? We do a lot of five-minute videos from PragerU. We've done some other stuff, right? We've done, um, uh, what is it? Something, something history. I forget the name of it now. Even TBH. Done TBH history. Even though we've done almost every episode, somehow I can't remember the name. Uh, but they also have, like, short documentaries. They have man-on-the-street stuff. They have various mm. different podcasts. So I'm excited, I think, in this year... When we do Prager Roulette, I'm going to try and make it a little bit more exciting and a little bit more informative about what A little Prager more pizzazz. Pizzazz. Panache, yeah. if you will. Panache. A little bit of Ganache. panache. Ooh, now I want cake. <laughs> <laughs> but bad look, that brings us to today's round of Prager Roulette. We okay. have prepared for us today six, seven, eight videos. Ooh, a smorgasbord. It, okay. it is indeed a smorgasbord of panache. Uh <laughs> Uh, and I will let you choose. Uh, oh, there's another thing. So Prager right now, they're going through their whole president series, right? Mm. So we've done like one or two of the president videos in the past. I think we might have done like Abraham Lincoln and then we did one. Did we do Chester A. Arthur? Because I was no, like, who the fuck Millard knows about Fillmore. Chester A. Millard, Millard Fillmore. Fillmore, that's right. Who the Millard fuck Fillmore. is Millard Millmore? <laughs> <laughs> Benedict likes it when I swip le- squip, uh, switch letters around in people's names. Swip wetters. <laughs> swip wetters. You know how we do it. Uh, but, uh, so they have it going on right now, and the most recent one they have is Benjamin Harrison, I think, uh, who was the 23rd president of the United States. So they're getting closer to modern day, which I'm excited for. Like, as soon as we get into the 1900s, then I feel like it's really like, okay, people at least give a fuck who these people are. We could talk about them. There are, Mm -hmm. there are real opinions about these people's, like, policies that we can discuss. Uh, oh, no, the most recent they have is Grover Cleveland. Because he was both the 22nd and the 24th U.S. president. Is that in, pres- in preparation for Donald Trump winning a, an election uh, like know, Grover man. Cleveland did? Yeah, know. maybe Trump's the next Grover Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I am excited when they start getting to more, more, more recent presidents. We'll probably have to do like a whole episode that's just all their presidents and shit and stuff they have to sure. say. But not all of them, but you know, the ones that are fun to us. The to fun one, yeah. Okay. But anyways, Benedict, will you give me a number, one through eight, for which video I you will. I will give you the number two. Okay, so I got my number wrong. We actually have seven videos. Seven videos. Okay. Do you still want to go with number two? I will go with number two, yeah. Okay, number two. This is a clip that they cut, the Prager cut, from Dennis Prager's Fireside Chats, uh, which okay. if you recall, we watched some of back in the day. Uh, yep. And he used to have Otto, his dog, Oh, no, he's also no longer with us. Otto passed away. I told you about that. Yeah, I, I told know. you when Otto died. Know that. Yeah, uh, but he did. Dennis did get a new dog, and the new dog is there very okay. quickly. That's good. Very quickly got a new dog. A um, little bit cynical of me, maybe to suggest that the <laughs> dog is a prop, but Dennis Breaker <laughs> sucks. Uh, so Benedict, this is titled "Dinks Know What They're Getting, But Not What They're Missing." And as we discussed, I, would, I think it would be really funny if they just confused Dinks and Twinks. Like I know <laughs> that they haven't. <laughs> 
they know what they're getting but not what they're missing <laughs> i'll tell you that much benedict as, as we've discussed on the show you are a dinkock uh dual income no wife one cat <laughs> I think you came up with that term, so... <laughs> I, do have a ca- I do have a wife. I have no kids. Not no wife. <laughs> Dual so income, t- no wife, one cat. What the <laughs> fuck do you mean? I just have two incomes and no wife. My wife is non-existent. She's a, she's a figment of my imagination, like Fight Club, but like... <laughs> so, Benedict, Dennis is about to teach you what it is that you've been What missing. am I missing? The 50s called my show. On my male-female hour. Each week I have a male-female hour. What the fuck is a male-female hour? I I hate that. I honestly don't know. I couldn't tell you what his male-female hour is, but that does sound incredibly weird, doesn't it? I have to start listening to Dennis's radio show. I I really should. Basically, she said, you could undoubtedly find this on the internet. I'm 50 years old. So this is the actual audio from this caller that Dennis mentioned uh, on his radio show that they just edited in here to the fireside chat four college degrees. I was raised by a feminist mother with no father in the home. My mother told me, go get the education to the maximum level so that you can get out in the world, make a lot of money. And that's the path I followed. By the way, it should be mentioned that all callers into radio shows are liars. They're always lying. Always. Always. Because somehow they tick every box. That kind of, like, I know we do a podcast, right? But Mm -hmm. that, that, so that's one thing. But I can't imagine like the audacity to be like the world needs to hear my opinion like <laughs> you know like and i i i say that as someone with a podcast <laughs> like, look i think the official position of this podcast is the world doesn't need to hear our opinion but if you want to cool yeah exactly. that's how i feel about it yeah, yeah exactly no that's good yeah no i agree with that that's why we don't do any work to promote the podcast um but no, but like calling into like an established radio show with a big audience, like I can't imagine like the level of audacity to be like, I'm right about this. <laughs> People like, need to know. When I was a kid, I would call into like the radio to like request a song. And sometimes they sure. put your request on the air. And like, it, it's cool. Cause like, ah, it's me on the radio. Cause radio yeah. kids, uh, radio was a thing we had where, <laughs> so there's these waves that are broadcasted and you listen and it's, it's, it's a cool thing. You should find out about it. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I would do that. And also I think, you know, there were a handful of times I called into like the biggest morning radio show in Sacramento when I was a kid, um, and I, there was probably an element of me being like, I want to be heard. Oh, and I know I lied when I when I called into those morning radio shows. I yeah. made up I made up stories to just be like, oh, this is because it sounds more interesting than well, because they screen you too, right? And they're like, then you're not going to get on the air unless you say something like interesting. Right. Exactly. So yeah. Anyways, let's listen to what this lady has to lie about. <laughs> I make adequate money. I don't make a ton of money but I do make enough to support my own household. I want to tell women in their 20s, do not follow the path that I followed. You are leading yourself to a life of loneliness. All of your friends will be getting married and having children, and you're working to compete in the world, and what you're doing is competing with men. Men don't like competitors. Men want a partner. And it, didn't, it took me until I was in my late 40s to realize this. And by the time you have your own household with all your own bills, you can't get off that track because now you've got to make the money to pay your bills. It's hard to find a partner in your late 40s. Pause it. Date. Mm-hmm. One, one person does not make a trend, which I'm yes. sure Dennis is going to tell us. And like, 
I, I'm sorry, but like you calling in and saying, don't follow my life choices. It's none of your business what I do with my life choices. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Because you also start losing self-confidence about, you know, your looks, your body. It's not the same as it was in your 20s. Mm-hmm. You don't know now when you're 30. Certainly not 25. Pause you it. don't know. She's right also. I want to say like that, like if, you know, it is not the same as you age like the world perceives you very differently as you age especially as a woman so it, it, Benedict, it, let, she's let, not let's get wrong. our dating in their 30s expert in here me yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't know um i'm not tall enough to not have charisma in dating i, something, I think honestly it's part a of a little riz yeah that's if true. i was a little bit taller i wouldn't have to be interesting i think that yeah. would make my life a whole lot easier that's true that's true <laughs> But there's some there's some truth to what she's saying, right? When you get a little bit older, it is harder to meet people, the yeah. sort of people she's looking for. I think is is sort of implied there in it. But sure, I'm sure it's a little bit harder to find people who meet what you want as you get a little bit older in your life. Um, but uh, yeah, Dennis is going to take this and run with it because one woman, one woman's phone call on his radio show is evidence of everything. No, and I, I, look, it is a thing as well with like you know you simply can't have kids. Na- you know un- un- unadopted kids once you reach a certain age and mm-hmm. that, like not that there's you know adopted kids are a, a, a wonderful thing if, if you're able to do that but no um, man, all kids suck all kids well suck. whatever like <laughs> what, you know <laughs> i maybe. just don't like kids that's fair but what you know what i'm saying like it, you know it is the thing of like unfortunately there is like an age limit on on having kids and like you can't you know, once that passes, it's really fucking difficult. And then you have to live with that choice forever. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's fucking hard. It sucks. And I think part of, you know, say we, I feel like we are unfairly shitting on this woman a little bit, right? I called her. A I'm not, no, 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 yeah, no, no, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying what you said, but I'm saying like, like, I, I think it is entirely fair for someone to in their forties or fifties regret life choices they've made. I'm that's something I'm sure that many people will experience in their life. But as you said, one woman's phone call into the Dennis Prager show is not evidence of how everyone across the world feels. Oh, what you'll think at 50, 60, 70, 80, and given human life expectancy, well into 90s, maybe hundreds. Not in the U.S. That's not our life expectancy here. By the time you reach that age. But you should know what you'll think. What do I have to show for it? And is the answer a lot of terrific dinners at restaurants? A lot of great maybe. travel? Those are yeah, all maybe. lovely. I, yeah, those are both things that people love. And if you get to have a lot of that because you don't have kids, fine. Yeah. I'm into both. But when, when, he, when you saw my fireside chat with my child... By the way, the, so there is a, a uh, he's showing video of like he had a one where his son Aaron was there with him. That's what he's is playing on the screen as he's talking over it. Okay, how old is his son? With who? Uh, he looks to be I don't know, early thirties. I'd say around okay. our age probably. There was a very difficult period. That's what the part of it was about. He was born to a, a meth addict. Had. A, deep impact on him on him physiologically and perhaps uh, psychologically i don't know and he this is your son dennis you just said it was or did he say grandson did i mishear it 
Was it grandson son, that he son, said? Son, son, son. Okay. Battled the drugs and alcohol till the age of 23. He's now sober seven years. So he's 30. But the, the richness of being a father, forgetting the, the issues that I went through with my son Aaron. I didn't go through such issues with my son David. The richness of being a father, you think I would trade that in for more free time? I would. I would. Did he, sorry, did he adopt? I don't know. I'm confused now because I, I've i never looked into Dennis's children, so I honestly don't know the whole backstory behind his children and whatnot. Maybe he did. It's possible. Um, he doesn't strike me as the adopting type, given a lot of the rhetoric from him and people like him about, you know, your your blood children and yeah. you gotta have kids. But then who, like, which meth addict was he in a relationship with? I don't know. The... I don't know. And again, okay. like, we're not here to shame on people for having an addiction or whatnot. No, of course not. This just opens up a new chapter it in Dennis's history like that I am Dennis interested Prager's. in. Yeah, yeah. Also, okay, Dennis is in his 60s, right? 70s. 70s. And if his son is 30, then Dennis didn't have him until he was at least 38. 39-ish, right? No, 30, I think he's 75, so he'd be 35. Okay, so so Dennis, why are you out here telling all the kids Sorry, they got to sell down 40, and have for, children? For, 45. Who 45. is? Dennis Who's Prager 40? would be 45. Okay, yeah, that's he what I'm saying. He's a little bit old. Kid, yeah, yeah. He's a little bit older there, yeah. Anyways, Benedict, uh, I don't think we learned much from that. I just wanted... It ties into the manhood stuff we've been reading there's yep. a lot of a lot of similarities there in what Dennis has to say. He's talking about the the fullness of fatherhood, that kind of stuff. So I wanted to throw it in and have a little bit. And also, it's a fireside chat. It's different than what we're used to. A little something mm-hmm. to experience. Benedict, that gives us six videos remaining. Which one will you choose? Five. Number five. This is a Prager five-minute video uh, delivered by Amity Schlaes, who I think we've had before. I'm pretty sure we've seen videos with her in it, but it is titled... Why the Gilded Age was golden. Okay. We are living in a second Gilded Age. Boy, the fact she doesn't realize that's a bad thing to say is a problem, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's not great. Also, the Gilded Age, uh, sorry, was so golden, is that what they said? Yeah. Uh, Labor exploitation, that's why. (laughs) (laughs) Good point. That's the argument of many commentators, especially those who would like to increase taxes on the rich or marshal squadrons of lawyers to mount an antitrust battle against monopolists. So implicit in her opening there is that taxes on the rich are bad and monopolies are good. Am I wrong? Am I wrong in assuming that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's 100% what she said. Good, good. Remember, people, the Republican Party, the, the party of the little guy like Google or Amazon. The reason the commentators cite the Gilded Age is that that period, 1880 to 1900, had its own Elon Musk, Sergey Brin, and Jeff Bezos. God, they all sucked as much as him. That's hard to believe. Yeah. These were the titans who built up Big Steel or the railroads. Our textbooks tell us that those... You know what? They were probably about as racist as him. So, you know, to be fair... You know what Decent the comparison. the the railroad, railroads famously a, a great thing that nobody ever complained about and uh-huh. nobody ever died over and nobody wait, ever uh, wait, wait 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 what years was Cecil Rhodes alive when did he die? <laughs> <laughs> wait uh, well I mean he wasn't in the he wasn't in America 
No, but fine. Don't crush my joke, Benedict. Go ahead. Sure. Crush my joke under you boot heel. Fascist. I, oh, wait. <laughs> Those men were robber barons who captured all the wealth. Yep. The robber That's barons correct. locked in their monopolies and barred the door to advancement for everybody else. Also correct. The poor stayed poor with no opportunity for their children. As economist Henry George wrote at the time, the tendency was for the rich to become very much richer, the poor to become more helpless and hopeless, and the middle class to be swept away. The haves had everything over the have-nots. Only antitrust assaults on big companies like Standard Oil or new taxes could make America fairer. So that's not... She's really spent like a minute and a half Spitting fire about all the truths. She's like, absolutely. Like, and now look, she's going to be like, that's not true. And she's wrong. It is true. What we need to save America is a new standard oil. That's what we need. We need a new... Oh, wait. We already have a bunch of them? Shit. I forgot about that yeah. part. Yeah. <laughs> no. So I, I like this little intro she has here. Because, hey, there's a false premise there. That she said the that whoever she's speaking about vaguely, she doesn't actually say who they are, no. are saying that the only things that could make America fair, fairer was antitrust and, what was the other one? Higher taxes on the rich? I think those are the two. Yeah. When I think any reasonable person would say, no, there's, there's about a million other things that could have helped to make America better. Like more unions, for example, would be one, yeah. one example that pops on well, the top famously, of Well, famously, we did that after the Gilded Age because yes, we were yes. like, that's... That was not good for us. About <laughs> like, a billion different workplace safety regulations. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. It all, going, it all kind of Funny helps. how it all popped up immediately after the Gilded <laughs> Age when everyone went, ah, yep. that probably isn't good. Yep. <laughs> or so say the textbooks. But the reality... So say the textbooks. That's who's saying you this. You know what? I Which one, Amity? To Lindhurst Mansion. Uh-huh. Which is Jay Gould's fucking palace. <laughs> In Tarrytown, who built the railroads, uh, it I, I can I does, can does it slap? Does the mansion it, slap? It, it no, it's a fucking say? early early McMansion. Oh, but okay. I, what? Well, no, it is it like it's cool from a historical perspective. Mm-hmm. But I, what I will say is, he didn't leave any money on the table for the workers if that was his <laughs> fucking house. That's what, or he took Dude, some extra money. I've been to Hearst Castle in California, right? Because mm-hmm. I grew up in, in California, and it's just a short drive down the coast. So we, we went there, I think, maybe twice. I think we went on a school field trip once, and um, I remember going once with my, my dad uh, when I was uh, much littler. And let me say, that place slaps. That, <laughs> that, that, I'm trying to use all the kid lingo to bring uh, us in a new audience of the, the, what is the new generation called? I don't even know. Gen X? Gen, is that Gen, what it is? No, not Gen, Gen Z. Gen Z I don't know weirdo. who the fuck they are. Get off my back. <laughs> um, but I, I know this doesn't translate super well to the podcast medium, but if you could just Google Lindhurst, uh, Lindhurst Mansion or something while we're talking so that you can see what I'm talking about. And, <laughs> and then, then Google Hearst Mansion and be like, yeah, oh, fuck. Just, just listeners. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google Hearst Mansion as we're talking. You oh, should, you should Her- Hearst Castle. Google uh, Hearst Castle. Castle. And you it has an indoor swimming pool larger than basically any home you can buy in the U.S. today. Damn. Just okay. the swimming pool. It's insane. Well, you, you look at uh, you look at Lindhurst Mansion and I'll look at Hearst Castle. Yeah, Hearst Castle looks ridiculous. It's and fucking I, I nuts. I our listeners to do this as well. I guess I'm just Googling now on the show. Yeah, uh, that's Lindhurst fine. Mansion. Let's see. Is it 
Yeah, it also looks like a fucking castle. Yeah. It's also a giant castle-ass looking building. <laughs> These are the men who built the built the country, <laughs> uh, the railroads, basically. <laughs> uh, yes, but of course, Benedict, uh, going against the monopolies and, and raising taxes on those people, that'd be a huge problem. The was different. In fact, the Gilded Age was a good time for many Americans, even poor Americans. The claim... For many. It was a good time for many, even the poor. Well, I can tell you, Amity... It's a weird name because of the horror movie. I can tell you, Amity, that I know for a fact that things were not good for poor Americans because they were poor, Amity. <laughs> Otherwise, they wouldn't be called poor Americans. Saying that the rich were richer was true. Jay Gould made a fortune in railroads. I was very glad when you brought up Jay Gould because I knew he was coming up in the video. <laughs> for sure, yeah. John also, in my head, I couldn't remember... Um, his name for a second and all my head was doing was saying like Stephen, Stephen Jay, Gould. Jay Gould and I was like no way is it Jay Gould because that's just the, you know like anyway carry on the Rockefeller built the stunningly successful Standard Oil and Andrew Carnegie's steel company gave him a net worth as big as a whole country these men did build how do you not realize that's a problem how do you not realize that no, that is a problem nobody should be as rich as the country I will tell you that right now Jesus. for free giant mansions and sailed around in yachts that the poor were poorer is also accurate ah amity there's supposed to be a point in this video where you tell us why this was all good <laughs> she really is like you do have to hand it to them they are right it's like that that tweet that's like my haters said i couldn't do it and they were right really. <laughs> shout out to my haters but that poverty was not permanent for most the years 1880 to 1900 were bumpy ones but many poor Americans saw life improve. Funny, nice word, nice use of the word many here. Nice use of the word yeah, many. Also, when you can't use the word most, go for or, many. Or you don't want to use the word white. Um, <laughs> also accurate. <laughs> the, uh, that's a pretty short time span as well. Like the years 1880 to 1900. It's 20 like, years. Yeah. <laughs> any 20 years is going to, let me tell you, any period of time. Pick a number. Pick any number of years. You could say it was bumpy because it's always been bumpy. Literally yeah. always. Food prices, for example, dropped sharply. Meanwhile, wages rose and dramatically. Real wages for workers in factories climbed by 45%. In these By the way, there are no citations for these statistics anywhere, so take them no. as you want. I don't know if she's being accurate or not, and I didn't bother to look it up. These hopeful years illiteracy dropped by more than a third fewer babies died life expectancy rose by 21 percent and the quality of life improved okay three of those are just due to scientific advancement that has nothing to do with monopolies right the the inve invention of penicillin i actually don't know what year that happened but major leap forward that probably caused fewer babies to die and increased life expectancy yeah stuff like that but doesn't have any anything at all to do with Rockefeller having the wealth of a small nation. No. Nothing along those lines. In the olden days, especially before the Civil War, it was hard to get away from your hometown. Now the expanding network of rails meant anyone tired of the plow could ride a train to the city. Again, that's just... go live in the slums in the city <laughs> until they, you know, like... It's just technological <laughs> advancement. And yeah... Read, read The Fucking Jungle by Upton Sinclair if you want yeah. to see... How know. the other half lives, right? Yeah, Both exactly. of them are fantastic. 
Americans enjoyed a new freedom to live where they wanted. Who was the, what's the name of the photographer who did How the Other Half Lives? I can't remember his name. Doesn't matter. Uh, okay. You'll Google it. Riding on rails supplied by one robber baron in a train built by another. Most Jacob, important. Jacob Reese, and that's Jake, the bandit. Yep. Bandit's Roost as well, he did. Of all, the door of opportunity was open. The single most important tool for advancement is education. And education exploded. High schools were the engines of education. In but again, f- this has nothing to do with Jay Gould. No. Like. And as a matter of fact, the explosion of high schools has to do with the increase in public education in yeah. this country. The first public, uh, the first free public high school was created in Boston in, I forget the year. I had it pulled up on a tab earlier, uh, but I must have closed it accidentally. But fo- in the following decades, yes, it was largely, there were, to be fair, back then, a larger number of private educational institutions being opened because they were opened by like the Catholic Church and Protestant churches and all these people who were doing this. But this was also the time period in which the U.S. started to see a great increase in the number of public educational facilities. Yeah, I really need a, a correlation is not causation sign that I can tap for this right. woman. Like, it's, right, it's, Yeah. And it's also during this same time period that she's talking about when it was illegal to educate an African-American in the South. It was illegal to yeah. teach them to read. The, the Gilded Age overlaps with uh, the end of Reconstruction quite yes. significantly. Like it's, it, it, I think it's generally seen as being like 1860, well, post-Civil War up until like early 1900s. Yep. So like there's some Jim Crow laws on the books mm-hmm. in a lot of states, which is not gilded for anyone except but Benedict, white people. There, there were more high schools, so obviously the Gilded Age was great. Four decades after 1870, the number of high schools in America climbed to 10,000 from 500. Immigrants bet that if they did not escape the sweatshop, their children would. And that... Okay. But again, what... Sorry. You literally Are they in sweatshops, them, Amity? Are they? Are they in sweatshops? Who owned the sweatshops? Look, the Gilded Age was great because, yes, you were going to die crushed by the machinery you in your sweatshop. You might have been in the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory fire, but your right. children Maybe could then they write would. about it in the future. Mm-hmm. So Maybe they would live past 20. So that, in all in all, pretty decent, I would say. Fucking hell. Okay. What's a I, bet? They were. I, I do not want to wait. I don't want to wait for her to get to the point. I can't imagine that if she's going to just, get to a good one. So. You know, and as always, these videos are linked in the show notes if people want to go watch the whole thing after the point where we get tired of them and stop. So you can always go do that. That leaves us with five videos, Benedict. Which one will you have? Four. Number four. Oh, this is this is a decent one. It's also pretty much a constant topic of our show. Mm. Uh, it is a clip from one of Dennis Prager's fireside chats. It is titled, and it's uh, the date is January 15th, 2024. It is titled, Was Hitler Far Right or Far Left? Yeah, and this you is will something about this one. I didn't know. Yes, because because someone sent us the... Ah, shit, did I forget to give whoever sent us this a shout-out on the show? Probably. I don't remember if I did or not. If I, if I forgot you, uh, hit me up and you'll get a shout-out next week. I'm sorry for that. But, yes, uh, a listener sent us this video. Uh, they clipped this from Dennis Prager's Fireside Chat. I didn't clip it. Um, and boy, I didn't know Dennis took listener questions, but he starts off reading okay. off of an iPad. This is a listener question. It's a listener question from uh, Dinesh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's D D'Souza. D yeah. D'Souza. You just yeah, use okay. the initial. 
I'd like your perspective on whether you think Hitler was far right or was actually a far left ideologue. Okay. <laughs> That's a leading question. Okay. Was okay. he was he actually really in reality, despite what the left tells you, a far left ideologue? Benedict, okay, let's it's, see. there's in about th- in about ten seconds you'll hear the line. The line. Yeah. Fireside chat every week. All the best. Thank you. Hitler uh, was uh, was left wing in that he believed uh, in socialism. Oh, Remember, fuck Nazism. You. Wait, 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 wait! Don't talk over it. Is national socialism? Very few people know that, especially very few people know that. Up. Very few people know that, Benedict. Very few people know that. I'm gonna fight Dennis Prager. <laughs> How many times have we... You know what? I'll say this about it, Bennett. I think you could take him. I think uh, so. <laughs> if you go to college where you don't learn much. But that is what Nazism stands for, National Socialism. In that sense, it was left-wing. But it was not left-wing in, in, in another what sense. sense? Put, hold on, the pause left. it. In, in what sense does that make it left-wing? Um, you Apart know. from it has the name socialism in it. So look, Benedict, pay no attention to the actual uh, fiscal, monetary, uh, uh, and other other policies. Cultural put in place policy. Of, while the uh, Nazis were in charge of Germany, pay no attention to uh, any of that. They had keys, socialism in the keys. name. Yeah. Socialism was in the name. That's what matters. And it's all nominative determinism, so it must be. Pa- pay no attention to the f- the most famous poem to come out of. The history of Nazi Germany, which begins with, first they came for the capitalists. Wait, that's not it. I got it wrong. <laughs> Pay no attention to any of this. Uh, nor the, the mass murder and imprisonment of trade unionists. Yes. Jesus Christ. Divided the world by class. That's the classic Marxist division of the world. Class. And... I honestly, I don't even think Dennis realizes he's just given, and he's going to go on to say that the Nazis did it differently. I don't think Dennis realizes that he's just negated the entire point that, well, the name says socialist, Mm. but the Nazis didn't care about class. Yeah. They cared about race. Yeah. The proletariat and Also, pause it, sorry. uh, Not for nothing, you can look at things through a Marxist lens without being a socialist. Yeah. Like, you can view the world as accurately diagnosed as having class struggle without being... You can be an idiot and be like, I don't think we should do anything about it. But (laughs) (laughs) The oppressor, if you will. Whereas Hitler divided the world by race. And was like, I want to be the oppressor also. Like, it's like like calling someone a socialist because they recognize that the class system exists. And then are like, (laughs) and I want to be at the top of it and oppress everyone else. Look, some, you know, I've said this before. I think I've made the joke, right? Fascism is the right wing solution to the problems of capitalism. And I think one of the main differences between left uh, socialism or even communists and the right wing fascist impulse is the people on the right want to be the boot they yeah. want to be the boot on the neck of it's it's of anyone of anyone yeah is not a left-wing or a right-wing value it has become a left-wing value in in the last 25 years uh, in the west by the way he's saying that race has become a left-wing value in the last 25 years undefined what he means by that of course yeah all of a sudden, race matters incredibly. The, the, the left 
has actually all of a sudden all of a sudden in america race never never before has race been influential in america he's right yeah in some ways abandoned classic marxist division by class and now made it by race Uh, but uh race was neither left nor right until the the this moment it is not a right we were all just racist back in the day like all of us i mean he does have a point there that everyone was racist back in the day he's He's not not incorrect on that front he just had to find a way to talk around it somehow i I live among people on the right none 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 of them not one not not one person i know is a racist Mm, I don't have any racist friends. It's time for me to start going through lists of people that Dennis knows and pointing out the (laughs) racists, I guess. find the idea preposterous. So uh, it's not right to say that he was right-wing, and it's not right to say he was only left-wing. He was partially left-wing. And by the way, he hated capitalism. Hated it. I just read a new biography. You know what else he hated? Socialism. Yeah, yeah. You know what he loved? Fascism. Fascism. Because fascism is the right-wing solution to the problems of capitalism. Go on, carry That's on. the end of the video. That's oh, okay. the end of the video. It's got like 10 seconds, but it goes to like the credit or whatever. Stupid that fucking Dennis Prager. <laughs> leaves us with four videos left, Benedict. Which one will you have? I'll take three this Number time. three. Uh, another clip from Dennis Prager's Fireside Chats. Uh, this one from January 26th, which is just a couple days ago, 2024, titled NFL Coach, colon, If You Don't See Color, You Can't See Racism. Okay. Head coach of a National Football League and the coach of one of the most well-known, popular, and successful teams. It's called the New England Patriots. The team. This is someone who knows about sports talking, you can tell. You can yeah. obviously tell he knows his sports. One of the uh, most successful uh, teams and ba-ba-ba-ba. Uh, team and the coach is, uh, the new coach is, is a black man. He was at a press conference with the owner of the New England Patriots. They were sitting- Just use people's fucking names, Dennis. Seriously. Sitting next to one another. And the owner said, uh, he was asked a question about this being the first black coach of the New England Patriots. And he said, I didn't hire him because he's black. I hired him because he's the best coach there is. He actually said, I'm colorblind. I- so this video I chose because it goes along the lines of a lot of stuff we've seen recently from the right, right? And that would be- There's been a lot of diversity, equity, and inclusion stuff. I'd a say. lot of much more open and flagrant racism from the right, from folks like Charlie Kirk, obviously, who we've highlighted. Mm. Um, and it, it appears to be a trend that's growing right now. So I thought we might uh, dip our toe in a little bit. Sure. I just look for quality. I didn't hire him because he, he's a, he even said, I remember what he said, because he's a person of color. I hired him Ooh, because he's the best. The liberal way to best. say it. Oh, oh, oh. Now, yeah, like, Dennis Prager struggling to get those worlds out of his mouth. <laughs> it did seem a little bit like he was hesitant to he's even like, say them. Yeah. Like, I don't oh. want to be clipped saying person of color and have people assume uh, accuse me of being woke. Yeah. By the way, the, the owner of the Patriots, who he keeps referencing by his position, is Robert Kraft. Yeah. Yeah. You, all of you watching or listening, wouldn't you want to re- want to believe that if you were black 
Oh, so you'll say, well, I can't imagine what it's like. Okay, so... So, by the way, if anyone has seen this, uh, uh, the comments made by the coach and all this stuff, like, Dennis is taking it down an entirely different route than where it went, mm. uh, because be, he's not even at what the coach said yet. He'll get to it in a minute. Half of you are women. Would you want I don't believe to that. be... Let's see. I, yeah, you jumped on it before I could. <laughs> I also disagree that half of Dennis's audience are women. I very much disagree. You were hired for some very high position. Would you want the person who hired you at a press conference to say, well, I want you to know that we hired uh, Madison here because she was a really good woman. A really good woman. Really good woman. Got binders full of really good women. Well, so here's the thing. The fact that we're even talking about it proves that nobody is colorblind, right? Yeah. Like, that's th that's literally the point. And right. Yeah. Dennis doesn't realize it. Yeah. No. A really talented woman. Or would you prefer that the person who hired you said... We hired Madison because she was the best we could find in the country. The implication there, and I think the implication of what a lot of the right has been trying to do, that this last little bit of trying to hide their racism mm -hmm. is when they say things like, you know, uh, well, it's not even hiding. When Charlie Kirk says, fucking, he doesn't want to get on a flight that has a black uh, uh, pilot, mm -hmm. right? That is just overt racism. That's just over the top fucking bullshit. Yep. But it's along those lines, it's the same sort of argument that Dennis is laying out here, that, well, if people of color make it to these positions, then they were only chosen because they're a person of color. Yeah, it's, it's what we talked about. It's old-timey racism, mm -hmm. just, like, done up in a, in a fancy bow. But it's just literally, <laughs> like, the assumption that people wouldn't be there unless, the, unless they had something over on, on the other candidates and spoiler alert here it's race like it's a, ridiculous a very white bow a very white bow <laughs> what would you prefer right so I'm, I'm i'm removing the word black from the equation is there anybody who would rationally prefer emotionally prefer to be to that it be announced we hire you were hired because you are in this group no, and I don't think that's what the coach was talking about, and I don't think it's what Robert Kraft, shitty as he may be, was thinking when he said that. No. Well, he might have been. Robert Kraft is a pretty shitty dude. <laughs> or because you are the best. What do you think is a higher compliment? So the issue, the underlying issue of a lot of this that Dennis doesn't understand is that, uh, for example, when they've done studies where they submit applications to jobs, where the mm -hmm. only thing they change is the race of the applicant. The applicants who are people of color get far fewer callbacks mm -hmm. with an identical resume yep. than the white applicants. And sometimes they do it where they just change the name to mm -hmm. use like a traditionally African-American name or a white name. And the same results apply. That is why we have these things like DEI, as flawed as some of them may be, Mm -hmm. Right. That's why we have programs like this is to overcome those implicit barriers. Mm -hmm. But no, Dennis just wants to be colorblind. And this is the colorblind racism thing we've been talking about for a couple weeks on the show. Mm -hmm. The owner of the team said, again, seated next to the new coach. The new coach then spoke and differed in every way with what the guy who had hired him said. 
just said, you shouldn't, there's no such thing as colorblind. You shouldn't want to be colorblind. I'm paraphrasing. Mm -hmm. But now I'm not paraphrasing. Oh, paraphrasing. These okay. are the exact words. I chose the best head coach for this organization. He happens to be a man of color, but I chose him because I believe he's best to do the job. I do see color because I believe if you don't see color, you can't see racism. So it goes back to whatever it is, black, white, yellow, it really doesn't matter, but it does matter so we can try to fix a problem that we all know we have. If you So, okay. The reason we're talking about this in the first place is because a journalist presumably asked, hey, this is the first person of color that's been a head coach for the Patriots, mm -hmm. right? So, the, like, yeah, people do see color. That's the whole fucking that's point. <laughs> so we all have to see. We can't, some of us can't be colorblind because then you're not seeing the reality of the world, right? That's the whole thing. Exactly. And if someone points at something and goes, hey, that's red, and you go, mm, no, I don't think so, then fuck, like, mm. yep. Yep, you're on track. Don't see color, you can't see racism. So he actually would have preferred that the owner of the New England Patriots had said, well, we have- How can Dennis not even pronounce Patriots? How did he stumble over trying to get that out of his mouth? Hired him in large measure because he's black. That's not, That's what, not he what he said. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a Coke. <laughs> I said it first. You owe me a Coke. I'm pretty sure if we take the time delay into account of uh, our <laughs> words traveling of, to each other uh, over the internet, Louis internet. Yeah, the okay, couple cool. milliseconds, I'm yeah, pretty sure yeah, it was the yeah, same yeah. time. Anyways, that it, it goes about where you'd expect. I don't think we need much more of that one. Benedict, which leaves us with three videos left. Which one will you have? Uh, two. Number two. This is another Dennis Prager's fireside chat uh, listener question thing that they have clipped from their video uh, from the episode June 8th, 2023. Uh, and it is titled... Hi, Dennis. I'm... Oh, Jesus. Sorry. It is a titled, Attending a Gender Studies Class to Challenge It. First year of university here in Australia. I'm studying a Bachelor of Arts and Psychology. By the way, the fact that this listener claims to be from Australia, if true more worrying than most of the listener comments that Dennis gets. Just the fact that the influence of the American right extends across the world is one of the scarier things to me. I plan to take a gender studies class next trimester just to defend the traditional Christian viewpoint. What a wanker. Honestly. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> also, everyone in Australia will call him much worse things than that that I'm not allowed to say on air. <laughs> <laughs> do they i don't i mean i don't know how australian universities work but do they work on a trimester system most places do really as america yeah, we're so. all on the semester system That's, yeah i think uh, well in the uk well i don't know most universities but i think i mean my university was a trimester that feels weird to me but okay yeah can you give me some advice please is this a good idea <laughs> No, it's a terrible it idea. Also, if you're writing to Dennis Prager and saying, is this a good idea? It's a bad yes. idea. I promise yes. you that right now. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I think it's awesome that you take a gender studies class. First of all. By the way, 
everyone, I think, knows exactly who this person is. Like, you don't know who this person is, but you know the archetype of this person. For the person, sure. the person who asks questions in class that are so incredibly wrong, like just wrong. Like they've got the very ideas they're trying to talk about wrong. Like we all know that person. We've all experienced that person. You need to know what people you don't agree with think. Do you know that? To be fair, that is the premise of this show. <laughs> yep. It's the reason that in college I studied Russian because it was the Cold War and I wanted. <laughs> yeah. That's the reason why he's studying Russian. Hold on, hold on. Let him finish. Let him finish real quick. No, I'm not imagining. No, no, please. Dennis Prager is absolutely a a Russian spy by accident. Like, he's been doing a deep cover agenda for, like, 50 years. I want to know. I want to hear him speak Russian. Yeah, Hillary, why aren't you talking about Dennis? (laughs) To know what the Soviets think. I studied Russian to read Soviet newspapers. That was the reason, not to read Dostoevsky, which I, is too complex uh, for me in, in linguistically. Okay, so you uh, didn't learn <laughs> Russian then, is what you're telling me. Yes! You got to like a mid-level Russian, and then you're like, Dostoevsky seems hard. <laughs> he did Russian too. He did Russian you know too, and then he's like, okay, I'm done. is hard, but I also, like, I knew people, okay, I because I did languages, obviously, at university. Na- say I, their names, Benedict. Say their names. Not Russian. Say the names of the people you're about to call dumb. No, not dumb. No, no, not <laughs> at all. Um, but basically, you could learn Russian from scratch. Mm-hmm. And, like, you did Russian for a year. And then they fucking airdropped you into the middle of Russia, basically. What? Uh, and what, you went to Russian school for, like, a year after that. And what after that, fuck? you could come, you came back and you could read Dostoevsky. <laughs> so I know that it's not impossible. I know people who've read Dostoevsky in the original. Uh, and apparently it's worth it. So you know what, you, Dosto- Dostoevsky. I will say the translation is fine. Translations are fine. Yeah. Okay. And not even to just get along and... You agree with me because I wasn't talking about any of your Spanish books you really love. If it was on that, you would be be holding... We would be fighting about Don (laughs) Cashmuru. I'd tell you that right now. Conversation. I wanted to read what they said. So I read Pravda, the Soviet communist newspaper, regularly. I think it's very important to know what others think. How did you get a hold of Pravda? (laughs) I don't know. So he would have been... Well, he would have been in college, what, in like the 70s, I think, probably? Just thinking about his age, probably, yeah, around the 70s. Um, and he did, like, start a graduate program, but never finished it. So I, w- I could believe he had access to Pravda. I could, I could believe he was able to get copies. The left felt the same way. And they would start reading us or listening to us or watching us as much as we read, watch, and listen to them. Oh, shit, Dennis is on to us. He knows what we're doing. <laughs> when you're in that class... The last thing you should say is, as a Christian, I believe. Yeah, you should just never say that anyway. Yeah, you should, yeah. You're going to turn them off. Just, you are a fellow human being in that class. Right, okay, Dennis actually stumbled upon accidentally giving good advice because using, as a Christian, I believe, is an appeal to authority. It's It's a logical fallacy, right? And it doesn't have any place in scholarly debate. It just doesn't. No. So he accidentally did give some good advice. Yes. Just raising questions. Like, how can we argue, given that we know that men and women have different brains, how can we argue that you and could And people like Dennis Prager have no fucking a, brain. How can we argue tra- that? Yeah. Transplant? I understand you could remove your, your, your breasts. 
You could even God. remove your penis. But clip that. I <laughs> just I would, you, you can remove what? your breasts. You can even remove your penis. I would say that out of context, that is less transphobic. So maybe I will clip it. Maybe I will clip that. We'll see how it goes. Jesus Christ. Can you remove your brain? That's Somebody the one to clip. Did. That's the yeah, one to yeah, clip yeah, right there. That's, that's, that's right. the one. Can you? Yeah. Fuck uh, hell. And so ask only and in the nicest way possible, logical questions. If you preface it with as a Christian or as a whatever, then they'll assume that your question only comes from your Christianity. It doesn't come from a universal reason. Because it does only come from their Christianity. As we talked about before, I don't think there is no, it could a come sec- directly from Dennis Prager. True, true. As a Dennis Prager radio listener, I yeah. believe. <laughs> you know what? That would be better than saying that as a Christian. So that would actually be better. Anyways, but I think we are done with that one. The clip's almost over. So that leaves us with two videos left. Which one will you have? Give me two. Number two. All right, this one comes to us again from the Prager five-minute video section. Okay. It is delivered by someone who I had not heard of. I mean, I think I'd seen the name somewhere, but I hadn't really looked into before. Peachy Keenan is someone who I don't think we've ever done anything covering in the it past. It sounds like uh, like Peachy Keen. Well, like... it, it, it's a pseudonym. It's a pseudonym. Okay, okay. So I, I tried to look into this woman. Like, she doesn't hide her face. But nobody apparently cares about her enough to have actually figured out who she actually is. Okay. Because her whole, like, backstory that she claims is that she was previously uh, an, uh, a writer at a, like, top company of some kind, like a marketing company or something like that. And mm. then she went and decided to just be a right-wing hack. She, like, writes a weekly email or something like that, a, a substack or something. That's basically all it is. Like, so if you, put, if you look her up on, like, Muckrack... Um, like it has lists of where she's been published and it's like Newsweek, Substack, Washington Examiner, Blaze, you know, all that sort of stuff you would sort of expect. And then if you go to her Federalist page, the Federalist Mm. being one of the worst outlets on the whole entire internet, um, you can see she's written some pretty bad shit, uh, especially given that she's only been writing for them for about a year now. Uh, She wrote one titled 50 Shades of Justin Pearson, which was a very racist and awful article about how Justin Pearson used to be a clean-cut black man. And he's the uh, Tennessee legislator who was uh, expelled and then won his Uh re-election. He used to be clean-cut, and now he's something different. Yeah. Uh, There was one, The Lesson of Jordan Neely, Your Courage and Sacrifice Will Be Punished, followed up immediately by the article, Daniel Penny Deserves a Mental, Not Jail Time. So that's the sort of stuff this woman is writing. Oh, and also from July 19th, 2023, get race quotas out of the cockpit before we literally crash and burn. Okay. Yeah, I, that's I think the kind I have of the stuff. Vibe. Okay. You have the vibe. You have the vibe. But this uh, video is titled Wife, Mother, Extremist. Uh, and a little bit of a content warning for transphobic bullshit here. Oh, no. Can I hit the big buzzer? It's like it's not it's nothing beyond like if it was a one of the because this is the regular right wing transphobia. Yeah, it's it's, it's just references. It's like Dennis just did references to you can cut off this or whatever, blah blah blah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I always I when I when I do Prager videos, I make sure and stay away from the really awful transphobic shit because our listeners don't need to hear that. We have trans people in the audience and and they don't need to be assaulted by that bullshit. So I try and keep it to a minimum as much as I can. 
Remember normal? When did being normal get canceled? Normal. When did being normal get canceled? When did being normal get canceled? 2008, when none of us could afford a house anymore. <laughs> By now the way, this is my gender identity. Misgender me at your peril. What makes me normal? Well, I'm in a monogamous marriage, and I intend to stick with it until death do us yeah, part. Um, I I'm was a- canceled for that, actually. That's why I do yep. this podcast, because I've yep, been canceled exactly. for being in, in a monogamous marriage. Yep. Sorry. Proud husbo. See, we do have one polyamorous weirdo on this show, mm. though, so it sort of balances out in the end. Yeah. And you're, if anything, the normal one. Be <laughs> normal? Well, I'm in a monogamous marriage. Sorry, I went back. And I intend to stick with it until death do us part. I'm a proud husbosexual. She's a husbosexual. That's not. That's not how Greek works. <laughs> She's a husbosexual. That is. That is. That is really not how Greek works. <laughs> That means I'm only attracted to men who identify as my husband. (laughs) I really, (laughs) I see your face right now. I hate that. I like to imagine uh, that it's an alternate term for the opposite of a wife guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. We have five children. Each of them remains the sex they were born. The only flag we fly has 50 stars and 13 stripes. We- okay, I'm, I, sure. I, I guarantee you this woman owns a Trump flag. I guarantee you she owns a Trump Also, at least flag. you're not flying the f- Blue Lives Matter flag. Like. Yeah, or the Confederate flag. You're trying so, our best sorry, to- Sorry, just, just quickly, the other thing is, like, the word, the Latin for husbosexual hus- would be verosexual, which Did again, you really just come up with that? Yeah. Did it bother you that much it that did. you had to figure out what it, it did? Really well, it depends whether we're using Greek or uh, a Latin. I think. Did did the Greek uh, did the, did the Romans have a word for uh, for for men? Is that a thing? Is, 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 <laughs> well, I just realized this is a crossover between all it's the two. It's the we've same been as the word for for husband. <laughs> so uh, it literally would be verosexual, uh, and it's. It means man, like attracted to men. So, like, it, you know, you fucked yourself there. You know what I have to say to that, Benedict? Nice. Um, nice. So. That's all I have to say about that. Still Judeo-Christian American values in our kids. You know, stuff like every human being is created in the image of God, personal responsibility, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We- this is so much like what I expect a small town republican town hall meeting to be just someone listing off catchphrases yeah it's 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 just boring (laughs) we hope they marry young and produce a lot of grandchildren for us to dandle on our knees one day trigger warning i also stayed home trigger warning benedict she is a stay-at-home mom triggered aren't you i'm i'm so triggered honestly this is boring it is very boring, but come on. It's a new person we haven't seen before. Yeah, let's give her a little boring. bit more time. There's no let's pizzazz. give her a little bit, a little bit more time. Come on, Peachy. Let's go. To raise my babies. <laughs> I'm going to clip you saying, come on, Peachy. Let go. Let's go. <laughs> Compared to most women my age, all this makes me a radical. No, an extremist. Or as I call myself, a domestic extremist. She's a domestic extremist, Benedict. Come on, you gotta get a giggle yeah, I, out of I that. I love when we look. I like not anything else. Like disregarding absolutely everything else. Half the country voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. So like, 
And, you know, you can't make assumptions about what they're like as people, but you'd have to, you, you know, you certainly can make some assumptions. And, you know, I think she's probably not that, she's not as in the minority as she thinks she is, given, no. give, given that fact, and that not everybody that voted for Biden is anything other than what she's describing. The funny thing is, I am not classically domestic. I bake with Duncan Hines, and I loathe doing laundry. I have never crocheted anything, darned a sock, or touched a loom. I have never practiced animal husbandry. It's too late for me to learn how to milk goats. Mm. You're welcome, goats. I don't think it is. In fact, I think that's probably a skill you could pick up in a weekend. I think you could pick that up anytime. I think I could do that <laughs> tomorrow, to be honest. I spent my entire life in big cities. Retending the plants is something the gardener does. For better or worse, what? I was raised as a fairly spoiled, totally secular, suburban American princess. In short, I was once just like most of you, unhappy, trying to convince myself I wasn't. So Benedict, this is the point where you should realize that this woman is attempting to be a trad wife influencer. Oh yeah, obviously. That's what I mean, we're dealing with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I got that within two seconds of her <laughs> starting. I, I, I assumed that was given. Yes. Then fate intervened, and I met a great guy, just in time. By the way, the little cartoon person they use for you know how PragerU does their animations for their husband for the husband here yeah. looks so much like Matt Walsh. Like they, I literally think they have a sure. stock Matt Walsh animation. I will also say that this is the plot of that Trump most Hallmark novel. movies. No, that Trump <laughs> romance novel. <laughs> That we read. You know what? You're not wrong. You're not yeah. wrong. That is she was an angry, it. angry liberal. Angry and then she met, she met a, and met a guy with a uh, a, a cowboy with a hat and boots <laughs> and a pickup truck who was fascinated by her small hands. And here we fucking are. <laughs> we need to do one of those other books sometime. We need yeah, to do one of the other books in that series. And I realized something my grandmother took for granted. A woman's most meaningful calling in life is to be a wife and mother. This is coming to you from someone who had a six-figure job at a major entertainment company. Yeah, again, this is one of those things where because even though she uses this pseudonym, it appears no one has cared enough to figure out who she actually is. I'd be very interested to know what quote-unquote major entertainment company she worked for. I, like, I, I, Honestly, I simply don't care. Like, good for her. Maybe. Maybe she did, like, script polishing at Warner Brothers. Who knows? Good for, I don't good know. for her that she found a husband who makes enough money that she is able to stay at mm -hmm. home. Yeah. That is not true of everyone. Yep. And gave it up so I could stay home with my baby. Becoming extremely domestic saved me. And domestic extremism can also save you and your family and the country, and indeed our entire civilization from our- That is, boy, I, I talk about rule of threes every now and then, and none of these people fucking understand it. They always have to have a list of like five or six things. They can't just stick to three. Five is fine if you're that, if you're subverting, if you know rules of threes <laughs> exist, it's fine if you're subverting it, if you're just well, dumb. Well, Benedict, this woman was a writer at a major Maybe entertainment she company. Maybe she, she should knew. know. Okay, wrap it up. I'm done. Collective All right, nose couple time. seconds. Wait a second. Am I saying women shouldn't pursue careers? No. When it comes to a career, I'm pro-choice. I'm simply saying that being a wife and mother is job one. Because America So when it comes to a career, she is pro-choice, Benedict. That was but the But you line. have to juggle two different jobs if you're if you want to be a wife and mother. 
Well, and of course, your husband doesn't have to worry about anything around the house because uh, that's yeah. women's work. Right. Well. We all know about that. Uh, but I think that's a pretty good spread we got today, Benedict. I think we got a, a mighty fine uh, example of various different aspects of PragerU's repertoire today. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to be back into them and uh, have hopefully some more good stuff coming from them in the future. I I enjoy doing these episodes. I yeah. do enjoy the Prager Roulette. As much as I always try and make excuses for it, I do enjoy them. But Benedict, thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, if you just can't get enough of us, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash NYGBC and become a patron for as little as $1 an episode. For patron-only episodes, shout-outs on the show, early releases of our episodes, and more. As always, we have to give a shout-out to our wonderful and amazing patrons, Brian Smith, Sam Walsh, Dan L., Jamie Fritz, Teach Peace, Dr. Millennium Lennon Swinwamley, The Ghost of Larry Nichols, Jacob Johnson, Dan Irizarry, R.I.P. Tiny Laptop, R.I.P. Indeed. <laughs> New Buildings Are a Globalist Conspiracy, Bobo D. Bear, Chili, Madeline and Zachary Wilson-Fetro, Torian the Gallant, Shadow Princess vs. the Raptor Wolves, Sean Sullivan, Lauren S., New Year, Same Old Sad Bastard, Oh, Benedict, what art thou, bright spot? Hard to think of one now that you have your clock is gone, <laughs> right, honestly. <laughs> You're just so sad about I'm that. I'm so sad. You know what? He can still be your coach on the FIFA video game. That's true, yeah, yeah. He can still you. be your coach there. Uh, Flack Weasel, Sadie's Sister Wednesday, Kieran Dackler, join us next week when we marathon record for 24 hours straight. I don't think so. Uh, Harry Lewis King Jr., Sarah Wolf, Aaron Burke, Megan A. Dooley, Clifton Stuckey, Paws, a restless native, a baby, wah, Veronica Forker, Melissa C., George Saulnier, a wonk in Lux, no Luxembourg, Luxembourg, Stefan, Dan, KF Pod equals Upton Sinclair of Sus Supplements, Utah Outcast, Dave Barwick, Chris Palmer, Bad Bible Stitches, Mockingbird Nation, Bacaw, Allison, Megan Ruth, Glowrung the Deceiver. Big Easy Blasphemy, Jay Reynolds, Stephen, and Cindy Dimmick, Taru Takanan, and Balls Waters. And thank you all, as always, for being our patrons. That's it for this week's show. Till next time, we are all domestic extremists. Goodbye. Goodbye. Podcast is a production of Kevin and Benedict Productions. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Music for this podcast is by Silverman Sound Studios. Find out more at silvermansound.com.